Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, a brush fire affected more than 400 acres near the Taurus Corridor and Central Florida last week. A Disney vacation ignites a legal battle in the United Kingdom, and a woman has been charged for allegedly choking another guest who blocked her view during wishes. That's a good one. And a little later on, we're going to be joined by Steve Porter over in the Magic Kingdom making some kind of concoction with a juice and a Dole Whip. You'll have to stick around to find out what. And we're going to tell you all about the newest dining experience at Disney Springs, the Polite Pig. And there is no truth to the rumor that that was named for Craig. <laughs> um, all that coming up next from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 936 for the week of April 11th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Along with our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Playing Crandy Crush or something on his phone, apparently. <laughs> I'm watching the live chat. I don't know why I made that voice. Yeah, really. <laughs> Was that voice necessary? That came out of nowhere. <sighs> Give me the Okay, so um, just a couple things. The normal stuff in housekeeping. I want to remind everybody about our 20th anniversary celebration. Now, the actual date of the 20th anniversary of the Diz is June 1st, but we are doing a celebration all week long from May 29th through June 2nd. And uh, of course, June 1st, we'll be doing a a special live version of our show. But we're also, more importantly, going to have this amazing party at Epcot, which is... Uh, the live show's news news to me. We're not doing a live show? I, I hadn't planned it, but all right. Shoot. It's where I need space for a live show. <laughs> I just, because we always do. I just thought we would, but that's, we don't have to. Well, I, we'll, you know we'll work what? it it's out. It's one less thing I have to do that week. I'm fine. We'll work it out. That's the week of me. So I'm fine with <laughs> it's not, it's the week of me. Right. Um, but no, we're doing this great uh, party at Epcot the night of June 1st. Uh, Journey into Imagination. Kathy is Yay. so excited. Yes. She's so excited. She can just sit there and ride Journey into Imagination. She's actually going to run through the attraction. I even get on a car and go, it's mine, it's mine, it's all mine. <laughs> you mean uh, she's going to ride it all? Like she'll be the only one in there? So why would that no. be different than any other day of the week? <laughs> so Journey Sorry. into Imagination, Seas with Nemo and Friends, Test Track and Soren are all ours um, for the duration of our party. But it's going to be capped off by a special private showing of Illuminations. And that, folks, is what... Um, why are you beating up John? Because I have a very special announcement that even you don't know about. <gasps> Must watch TV. Must watch. I tease the. Uh, he does this. He does this mm-hmm. to me all the time. I love it. I love to be surprised. Hold on. <laughs> oh, 
turning and facing me. All right. So, in addition to all of what we have mentioned, mm-hmm. I've been working on a surprise, mm-hmm. and it has come together. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's something that's not quite done yet, but we're working on this, and that's we're going to be extending the party by an hour. Yay! Yay. One more hour. It's not finalized yet, but I've got 99% approval on that. And the reason is because during the party, something very special is going to happen. We're going to have a very special concert by Miss Jody Benson. Oh, no. Wow. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. She's going to perform at our 20th anniversary. You're kidding. I am not. Oh, my (laughs) God. You know, it's so funny. I, you know, Jody, uh, I forgot where I was talking about it recently, but Jody was just in town mm-hmm. doing a, a tribute. Rapid fire last week was was doing a tribute to Marvin Hamlish, and I, 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 I ran into a friend uh, recently who is a huge fan of the Little Mermaid and a huge fan of Jody Benson, and I was telling him all about you know how she's done concerts for us in the ship and how amazing they are, and he was losing his mind. And I thought to myself, you know, I, but I figured I'd break you if I came back to you and said, do you think we could get Jody to do? But I swear on all things holy, like a week ago, this is what I was thinking. John, that is awesome. I'm so glad you're happy about it. I have been in contact with Ray, Jody's husband and manager. And originally it started out just as um, I invited them to the party as our guests. I said, we're doing a, a 20th anniversary. You guys are part of the family. They performed for us. She's performed for us many times. We know them well. I said, it would be great if she can come. And they said, well, if Jody performed for you. And wow. I said, that would be oh, awesome. So we're working it so out. Cool. The dream is that she will be on the stage in front of the fountain mm. and doing a full set. Wow. Wow. So. Oh, God. Oh, my God. John, that's incredible. Very exciting, isn't it? Uh, oh, my God. It can't get any better. I, I, every time I think it can't get any better, you pull something else out. Mm-hmm. I never thought illuminations would happen. Oh that my! Was, I'm really, was, I'm really worked up. This is that's. I can hear awesome. you're forclept. I am. That is awesome, John. <laughs> Good. I'm glad, and I wanted to surprise you. Of course, you got to do it on <laughs> live web. <laughs> web. That's incredible. I'm so excited. Do you need a minute? <laughs> do you want to go reapply? <laughs> no, I should be good. All right. So if you have not signed up for the party, here is your chance. Uh, someone on the boards has asked, will the party sell out? I am pretty sure now that with this announcement, we will sell out this party. So if you're on the fence, if you signed up and you have registered and not done the party yet, please, please, please sign up for the party. because. We're oh, and if I had my phone in here right now, I would text my friend and say, you're not going to believe this. He's, he's going to lose his mind. He's going to lose his mind. So it's going to be he a fun come. <laughs> really, we're, we're full up. <laughs> That's incredible. So, yeah, please, you know, make sure you sign up. There's a thread on the Diz boards with all the information we have so far. I will update it with this information as well. But it has links to how to register, how to get rooms, how to sign up. So. And, folks, I can tell you right now, um, Jody puts on the most amazing show. She has done it for us a few times now mm-hmm. where... Everyone, I remember the first time, everyone kind of walked in like, okay, I don't know how this is going to be. They walked out going, oh, my God. The second time they go in, they're going, okay, this is going to be good. They walked out going, oh, my God, that was even so much better than we thought it was going to be. Well, that's because she throws in surprises, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, she doesn't do the same thing over and over again. She has her pieces that she does, but she 
she's always coming up with something new. This woman is a singular talent. She's um, very generous with her talent and her time. Oh, and yeah. Her spirit. Yep. It, it just... My yeah. mother, my mother's going to be out of her mind. She talks about Jody Benson all the time. So. Now, the Nick, right. if I hear one, or if I see one more person post about the value of this party, you're now getting a private illuminations and a private concert. I don't want to hear about the cost anymore. Right. Well, Craig and I did a vlog um, a little while ago about um, you trying to put the value in perspective. So we went to Epcot. We waited in line for all those attractions, and just those attractions alone took us over. The two hours that was the original time limit of the party, and that didn't, you know, that so that didn't even factor in the illuminations. And now this and food, ama- the food, the the, um, I, I'm I'm blown away by. I'm I super watched excited. You guys do that. that was great. That yeah. was also one of the reasons why I said, I think we need to add an hour <laughs> yeah. to this party because you got to think, even though there's no crowds and there's no waiting, you still got to get from mm-hmm. one side of the park to mm-hmm. the other. Yeah, yeah. and you want to have time to eat and socialize, so. Well, you know, anybody, you know, if so, if if people, if there are people that feel that this is not a good value, don't go. Okay, don't go. I think it's an amazing value. I, I'm paying eighty five dollars to see Jody Benson alone. Right. I, the, the rest is just you know cake. The Marvin Hamlish concert tickets were seventy eight. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> so, all right. So there. That's a boy. That's a showstopper. Um, right up front. That's awesome. So that's our twentieth anniversary coming up June first. Um, I think there are still rooms left. We have a block of rooms yes. uh, at uh, the Disney Resorts. Some amazing rates that you're not going to see uh, otherwise. So please take advantage of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't follow that. <laughs> now you got to do this week's shows. It's like well, I should have waited till the end. If I'd known that, I would have waited till the mm, end of housekeeping. Right. I wanted to surprise you, but you certainly did, boy. You blew me away. Um, awesome job. Thank you so much for that, John. That You're is welcome. fantastic. Um, all right. So talking about our uh, our other shows this week, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast, uh, DizUnplug.com, every Monday with John, Kevin, and Tracy Heinrichs. And uh, this week it was uh, the Walt Disney World package questions. That is correct. Um, and what's coming up next week? Coming up next Monday, we're going to be doing uh, information for Disney Cruise Line first-time cruisers. Actually, cruisers in general, first-time cruisers. Um, the things that we get asked the most as a travel agency. You've booked your trip. You've made those decisions. You know when you're going. You know what rooms you want, the destinations now. What are the steps you need to do pre-cruise, during the cruise, and even a little post-cruise information. So we hope that helps folks with their planning. Awesome. That's every Monday. Disunplug.com or YouTube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel. Also, every Monday on Disunplug.com is the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged with host Tom Bell and his team. And this week, uh, Tom, along with Tony Spatel, Revisit the dinner buffet at Storytellers Cafe at the Grand Californian. And I believe the last time they were there, it was not a phenomenal experience, if, hmm. I, if I remember correctly. So let's see how it goes second time around. Um, every Wednesday, DizUnplugged.com, the best and worst of Walt Disney World. And uh, which one are we putting up this week? Uh, the worst two table service credit restaurants. Restaurants. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a, it's an unwieldy name. <laughs> for a show, but uh, we're taking a look uh, last week uh, and this week at uh, the best and worst uh, table service restaurants that require two credits on the Disney dining plan. So that will become, be coming up this Monday. Every Thursday, the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged with Craig and Rhino 
And what is this week's show about? In this week's show, we uh, went over some recent news and then discussed uh, the grand opening of Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon, as well as uh, a look at the best and worst food options that will be at Volcano Bay. That's right. You, there's a, a lovely video <laughs> on my YouTube channel of Craig stuffing his face with food from Volcano Bay. It was... So, you know, kind of like watching a car accident. You just can't, tur- you, it's disgusting. You just can't turn away. Exactly. So, <laughs> I try. I'm sure some of that will be included <laughs> in the show. Um, and of course, every Friday, disunplugged.com, dispop with Rhino Clavin. And uh, we're doing something a little special this week. Yeah. Um, well, we, we, we actually we ended up recording an episode two where Craig and I um, – so for those of you who may or may not know, the Diz Unplugged is going to be out at uh, D23 over the summer. And so we thought we'd get in, talk about a little bit of the stuff that was released for that, which is the nine um, – uh, I can't Spoilers. think of it's the legends, but we'll let John talk about that in his rapid fire later. Rapid fire. Okay, so, I'm not going to say who they are. On my rapid fire. <laughs> I'm just saying that John. I didn't even want to go till I heard who the last legend was, and now I'm afraid I'm going to have to stalk somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we talk. We give our thoughts and feelings on those honorees, and um, but also we will be attending um, Star Wars Celebration over the weekend, so you can look forward to some content coming up from that, hopefully too. Mm-hmm. Um, if nothing else, w- they're going to show us the trailer of the new movie, and we're going to talk about what we saw. So it'll be lots of fun for us, not for anybody else. But okay, see, so, you know, here's the problem: uh, like people are talking, and all I'm—I swear to God—I'm saying, go, "Oh my it. God, Jody Benson! Oh my God, Jody Benson!" <laughs> this week we'll be talking about all Jody Benson. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, th- okay, no, no, no. Let's go ahead. Thank you, Rhino. And of course, uh, since it is April, it is connecting with Walt Month. Uh, with Michael Bowling and Craig Williams. And in this week's episode, uh, they are joined by Disney filmmaker, author, and historian Dave Bossert mm-hmm. as they continue their examination of Walt Disney's animated films with a discussion on Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. So you can check that out this Friday, disunplugged.com. So that is it for me in housekeeping. Anybody else? I was asked to um, remind everyone that the New Jersey Diz Meet is coming up. It's April 28th through the 30th. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're going to have dinner and entertainment, a silent auction. Um, you know, all that benefits give gets the world. So if you are near New Jersey and you'd like to go, registration ends tomorrow. So it's kind of imperative that you get I on it I wish it wasn't that weekend. Any other weekend I could have gone. Yeah. It's kind of hard for all of us, especially with our big, big event coming up to get away. So yeah. um, we wish them the best. I hope they make a lot of money and go check it out. All right. I'm going to plug our cruise one more time. We have the Viking Ocean Cruise. Is Jody up. Benson going to be on that? <laughs> no. You never know. You never know. We have the Viking You're Ocean right. Cruise coming up March 24th through the 31st. It's leaving the port near Rome. <laughs> and it goes around Italy and it uh, docks overnight in Venice. We have 84 people so far. That keeps going up. It does. And I have a goal in mind. So, come on. And the I just need to let you know, if you're thinking of going, there are several uh, stateroom categories. The three lowest-priced stateroom categories are sold out. And we are now working on the fourth category, the fourth lowest category. V1, V2, DV6 are all sold out, and DV5 is very, very limited. I know how many are left, and it's not a lot. 
So uh, if you'd like to join us, it's a pretty good group we have going. We yeah. have 84 of us. That's going to be so much fun. We are the largest group Viking has ever had. Awesome. And every time I talk to them, they say, are you going to book more people? <laughs> well, I hope. Give us a ship. Do you and more- you're also going to get a chance to sail with John, Kevin, myself, Craig, and Rhino. So Yay. Now, I, you know, I, I hope that the Craig part doesn't scare people off. I hope the numbers <laughs> don't go down. I will gonna... have a special meetup where you just watch me eat for an hour. And he'll be, he'll be in a Speedo. You do realize I have control of that reservation, right? <laughs> Back off. Um, I want to tie Ryan wait. up in front and have him just scream, I'm sailing. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. sailing. I'm sailing. <laughs> Our pricing is lower than Vikings. Um, we have a quite a good contract with them. And John is offering everybody who sails a shipboard credit. So in addition to lower pricing, you get a shipboard credit for book. Well, you don't. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Neither do you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. No, I'm just saying, okay, we're cutting the commission, but okay, that's okay. fine. <laughs> so there is a bunch of us. There's a thread on the Diz Unplugged board. It shows you everybody who's going. So if you want to see if there's better people than us, there you can see in the list. But if you want to go, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. These sell these staterooms categories are selling fairly quickly. They are. I added four or five, four or six people in the last week. So can you can you give just give an idea what the pricing looks like per person right now? Um, the pricing per person and the pricing for two people is the same. So if you're traveling as a single, you're paying the same price as two, and it's about fifty four hundred for the least expensive category. None of the, all the rooms on the ship are uh, veranda staterooms. There's no indoor, inside stateroom, not indoor, inside. So everything has a balcony. Pricing depends on the floor you're on, the level you're on, and your location on the ship. So about $5,400 for two people. For two people in a balcony stateroom. Um, most Wait. shore excursions are included. There's one shore excursion a day, all your meals, alcohol at dinner. Now, the deal. higher you go in the stateroom categories, the more perks you get. If you're up in an upper-level category, you get to get on the ship first. There are more reservations for um, restaurants. She told me what it was the other day. People in Explorer Suites can book dining reservations 90 days out. Oh, now you're just going to confuse people. Yeah. The lowest reservation, the lowest category available at this point, you can book your reservation 60 days out. And what that means is there's enough (laughs) restaurants for everybody to dine at night. There's no one's going to go hungry. There are also casual dining options so that if you don't feel like spending a couple of hours at dinner. But if you have specific requests for a certain night, you can book dining reservations. Please do not freak out and think that if you don't have a dining reservation, you're not going to eat. You are. But it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a very fun trip. And there's also Viking is offering a deal right now. I cannot promise how long this will go on, but from most major U.S. airports, they're offering uh, coach air from eight ninety five a person. Wow! That is included. That includes your transfers from the airport to the ship and from the ship to the airport. And wow. that's, now, a, that's a two stops in Italy, so that's really good deal. Right, it's an it's, a, it's an open draw. Right now, this is you leave home and you go to the ship, and you leave the ship and you go home. If you want to change that in any way anytime you change that it's an air deviation and that price goes up quickly 
So I'm not suggesting that this is a great deal for everybody. It's a basic coach seat. Viking will choose your airline, they will choose your schedule, and they will choose your seating assignment. And you won't know what that is until about 30 or thirty to 45 days in advance. Yeah. Okay. No. Are we going to be on United? <laughs> oh, I just man. read something that United lost a billion dollars in market share in 24 hours. That was pretty bad. Yeah, that was pretty bad. About back to me. Um, so <laughs> I never get to say that. If you want to go, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel, come join us. It's a big group and it's going to be fun. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Anything else for housekeeping? I just a, a quick thank you to um, Josh and Alex who sent this really awesome Beauty and the Beast uh, print to uh, me. I just you know he didn't even like the movie. Uh, it was it was a real yeah, really? print. It was really it, it was probably the coolest. And that poster thing I've ever. that poster is absolutely yeah amazing. I'll, I'll post a, a, a photo uh, after the show, but uh, you know I appreciate it. I was a little down today, and it was a nice pick me up. So thank you. This very does much. not mean send Ryan gifts because he's moody. <laughs> I, I, until I get that mood ring, things I will not It'll say. It'll be a that. filthy black. You that's can give sure. one anywhere, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else for housekeeping? All right. Well, we'll throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story: Orlando wildfire near Disney, near Disney World, burns over 450 acres. A wildfire that broke out near Disney World in Orlando early Friday morning has burned almost 500 acres and is mostly contained, according to the Florida Forest Service. The fire was in the area of Darrell Carter Parkway and International Drive. According to fire authorities, 30 to 40 rooms were evacuated from the nearby Sheridan Vistana Resort. While there were no road closures in place, the Orange County Sheriff's Office did ask that people stay away from that area. Uh, there were no injuries reported, and the fire is the, is believed to be wind-driven, and the cause was is currently under investigation. Uh, many eyewitnesses took photos of the fire. Thick white smoke could be seen coming from the scene. If you go on, I believe it's News 13's website, you can actually see people taking pictures from Walt Disney World. Oh, we were in Epcot, yeah. and oh, it was very... I mean, like, okay, that's not normal. No. I mean, we're looking and we're seeing this massive plume of smoke. That photograph, put it back up, Ryan. That uh, that photograph, there, you took that from the monorail. Yeah, uh, Craig, Craig, and I were um, taking the coming to meet you at Epcot um, from Magic Kingdom, so we were on that that monorail, and uh, we were, you know, I, he was looking one way, I was looking the other way, and I was like, "There's, uh, I think there's a big fire over there," and he's like, "No, no, no, no," and then we drove by, and it was this huge, huge thing. So. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to hear it wasn't that people weren't like losing homes and stuff like that over it. Yeah, but. Unfortunately, we are in brush fire season. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty bad here this year because yeah. we have very a lack dry. of rain. So please, please, please be very careful. Yeah, don't do anything bad. All right, our second news story: Disney vacation sparks parental rights debate in the UK. A family vacation to the Walt Disney World Resort has ignited a legal battle in Britain's highest court. According to Fox News, the UK Supreme Court has ruled that a father has broken the law by taking his daughter on vacation to Walt Disney World during a time when school was in session. John Platt was fined 120 pounds, or 150 US dollars, after taking his six-year-old daughter out of school for a week back in 2015. He reportedly failed to pay the fine and then was prosecuted in a court of law. When tried, lesser courts found that there was no wrongdoing as his daughter had good overall attendance, but local officials took the case to the country's top court. 
Five justices ruled collectively Thursday that UK schools have the right to establish and enforce rules about what constitutes good attendance. Platt commented that, quote, the ruling means millions of parents in Britain no longer have the power to make decisions about their own children. I never, ever, ever heard of this before that this is against the law to... Well, I know, court now, uh, again, I'm not, I don't have kids, so I'm not entirely sure, but... They can, after 10 days for us, um, that's considered excessive mm-hmm. um, of unexcused absences. Like, if you have a doctor's appointment or something like that, you obviously get a doctor's note so that when they go back to school, they are excused from that absence. Um, I think this is kind of silly, personally, especially since the child didn't have seem to be in any sort of you know bad record of attendance um so now people just can't go on vacation whenever they want to it can only go in certain times of the year and isn't well, it, i mean isn't but it, this is but i've heard this i mean i remember when Teresa was living up in georgia and i wanted them to come down and she said if i take the kids out of school there's going to be somebody knocking on, literally knocking on her door if it's if if she was to pull them out for a vacation so there are school districts in the United States, from the from what I understand, mm-hmm. that adhere to this, yeah. and again, you know, there might be reasons for it. I'm not considering, but the first thing that goes through my head is, that's your kid. If you choose to do that, you have that right. I'm not going to get into details because I don't have them. But there's testing regulations where children have to have a certain amount of days in school to qualify right. for the testing. There's funding things that go along with this. So Yeah, but if, let's say, as a parent, I decide to take my kid out of school and they don't have enough to take the test, well, that falls on me. Then that right. becomes my problem if my child can't take a test and then maybe can't proceed to the next grade. Yes, but, and again, I don't have all the details, but if the test can't be administered because too many kids were out of school then that affects everyone. Yeah. Right. And I'm not suggesting that I know this. I have been out of this loop for a very long time. But these are considerations. And it's not on an individual basis, but schools have to look at the whole. Well, I know that this comes up a lot when, you know, on the boards, people say, you know, should I pull my kids out of school to go on vacation? And we hear this discussion a lot. So I'd like to hear from you guys. Well, that's a personal decision because for me, the kids and I were not on the podcast cruise this past year. And that is... Especially because of Ferris. Missing seven days of school for him is just not feasible. Mm -hmm. It would be really hard on him to go back to school. It's hard enough after Thanksgiving break or spring break or summer break. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, you know, I don't want him to miss that much school. You know, there are tests going on because you're getting towards the end of that's you know that semester so for me it's a personal choice and whether or not you want to do that to your children um some kids have no problem missing seven days and making up the work or even taking it with them i used to do that for labor day all the time i would take my backpack full of schoolwork that i knew i would have to do and do it while i was on vacation but i was also kind of a nerd (laughs) (laughs) i used to take my kids out of school like maybe a couple days before their break would happen and ask for Mm -hmm. you know stuff and we had the guideline in place but it was just sort of like a guideline and it was determined on an individual basis that if you had other problems then that would come into play but if you're always in school I can remember one time um, I had forgotten to call my son in 
that we were going. And we were on the tram at Magic Kingdom. And I'm like, oh, I'll just call the office and say Danny's sick for a couple of days. And they just happened to do the spiel. We're arriving at the TTC. And the the school um, secretary let me get all the way through it. And then she went, hey, have a good time at Walt Disney World. I called in sick one day on Main Street, and I thought I was being smart. And I went in one of those little alcoves halfway down Main Street, and I called in sick, and a marching band came out. (laughs) But you know what? Back in the day, do you remember when there used to be an educational center above the art of Disney in Epcot? Mm -hmm. And they had all kind of school projects. Back in those days, I thought bringing my kids to Walt Disney World was an educational experience because they got to go to different countries and do different things that they wouldn't have gotten to do if they lived in Pittsburgh. When I was a kid, that was considered uh, an educational experience. And usually when I did it, I used to have to write a little report about what Mm -hmm. I did and stuff like that. And I don't think people see Disney World as an educational experience. Like if you were going to Africa and work with the Peace Corps, it might be different. Right. I'm sorry, Magic Kingdom isn't it? I have a question. I don't know this. Is Can they impose fines on kids in the U.S.? Is that? I, mean, I haven't heard of that. Well, that's, why I, that's why I want to throw this out to the audience. Uh, if you've had experience with this, if you deal with this on a regular basis, if you've dealt with this before, uh, head out to disunplug.com. There's the feedback form there. Fill that out. Um, I'd like to talk about this in a future show because I'd like to kind of get an idea of what of, of what people deal with. I mean, like I said, I've heard stories, you know, anecdotally of families that could not, they would literally get in some kind of trouble if they pulled their kids out of school to go on vacation. Um, that blows my mind. There may be a really good reason for it that I'm not aware of. So that's why I'm asking for some feedback from you guys. So head over to disunplug.com over in the right hand margin. I believe you will find uh, a, a link to our feedback form. And just tell us, tell us what uh, what your experience has been with it. So, all right, our third and final news story: woman chokes girl for blocking fireworks view. A Chicago woman was arrested. It is important. I'm sorry. It is important that I insert the word allegedly here. She is denying that this happened. Her and her attorney were on television not too a couple days ago, saying that this did not happen. But so I want to say allegedly, but go ahead. All right. Uh, a Michigan woman. Look was, at her. Of course you choke somebody. <laughs> exactly. How could you not blame her? A Michigan woman was arrested last Wednesday night on suspicion of child abuse after choking a teenage girl allegedly. for blocking her view. No, she was arrested for this. That's the charge for blocking her view of wishes fireworks at the magic kingdom in Walt Disney world. Tabitha came mature. 41, that's unfortunate, (laughs) was booked into the Orange County Jail and released on $2,000 bond. Mature and her family were sitting near the alleged victim who was sitting with a group of high school friends. When the fireworks started, the teen group stood up, blocking the view of Mature and her family, who asked the teens to sit back down. According to the report filed to the Orange County Sheriff's (laughs) Office, Mature became, quote, aggravated, so the teens left. As the teen walked away, she told Mature that she could have their spot. Mature responded by wrapping her fingers around the girl's neck and telling her, quote, you don't want to mess with me. Mature's lawyer, Adam Shrizen, disputes the claims and said the incident revolved around an argument between Mature's 17-year-old daughter and the other teens. Quote, there wasn't a physical fight, he said, adding that there was a request for them to sit down or move, and things rolled on from there, but she never choked the alleged victim. 
He said the mature had never been arrested before, and the incident was, the incident, quote, has been a complete shock. He said he plans to vigorously defend her with the aid of witnesses uh, and other things. <laughs> I lost the rest of my sound there, but... Yeah, so she's, he's going to defend her. He's saying she didn't do it. They're, they're saying she did it. So, uh, well, I'm not. I can't comment on whether or not this woman actually did this. What I what I can say, and any person who has ever stayed for a fireworks show or a parade at the Magic Kingdom, you know how tempers can flare with these things. That you know you're. You're sitting there, you've, you've been taking out your spot for an hour, an hour and a half, and five minutes before the show, somebody comes up and tries to weasel their way in front of you. I've seen the arguments. Um, I haven't necessarily participated in any that I can recall. I almost find that hard to believe, but um, I, don't, I can't recall any. But uh, we, we've all heard the stories. We've all heard the stories. And you're then looking. I get up and stand in front of them. <laughs> I was... Well, you're like you're a wall. I I'm, mean, you're a wall of man. I'm almost seven feet tall. Right. And, exactly. Know. So Go it's ahead. like you want to stand in front of me. My favorite thing is when you've been standing there and you're being as polite as possible. And I'm very aware of the fact that I block people's view. I try and stand in front of a tree. I try and stand over out of the way until you put your child on my on your shoulders right in front of me seconds before the show goes up. See what I, I, what I will do. Like if you have kids. Absolutely. Let your kids stand in front of me. Of course. Stand in front of me, sit in front of me. Whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, but you and your entire family, I've been, I, I got here early. I staked out my spot. No, you're not standing in front of me. Um, so we know that, and I, I just, it just feels like that issue has been getting, I just, I, again, it's anecdotal, but I keep hearing more and more stories lately about altercations during parades, fireworks, over things like this. So I don't know. Well, if- re- all you have to do is turn on the news and there's road rage every day. I mean, it just seems to be the temperament going on. Well, I think part of it, too, is, you know, we always talk about the price of a Disney vacation. It's very expensive. And the more expensive it gets, the harder it is for you to pay for it. I think the more entitled people feel to a certain experience. Whether they're actually entitled to it or not may not matter. But I think the more expensive this gets, the the, the higher the price goes, the higher the sense of entitlement goes. I also think crowds and aggravation have to do with it. If you've spent the day hot and sweaty in this mass of humanity, and then, you know, all of a sudden someone is blocking your view of the fireworks, who among us haven't thought, boy, I could strangle that person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I've thought but of it. But under no circumstances do you put your hands no, on right. a stranger. No, you know, I, right. I thought no, of it crossed my not. mind. I also found um, it happened to us at Disneyland and Disney World. At Disneyland, when you're up at the hub and you're up by the castle, everybody sits down. And if somebody stood up, they'd go sit down, and they sat down. Here at Disney World, I can remember one time we were there, and everybody was seated. And one person refused to sit down, so then everybody stood up. So do they need a policy that if you're in a certain location, you need to be standing rather than sitting? Now, if you're, like, along the street, I think you're sort of on your own. But if you're up in that big hub area, you know, do you need a... 
you know. Are you laughing at me because you're looking up Steve's nose? I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but cut to Steve really quick. Oh, no, it's too late. It's a little brambly up there, it's Steve. It's too late. Uh, we're not ready for you, Steve. We're not ready for you. But he had his phone down while Kathy was talking, and I'm, I'm watching the computer that he's on is right in front of me. And... Uh, <laughs> We could see his brains. And we could like look up his nose, and, just, and he's like putting something in his mouth. So it was kind of funny. But I'm sorry, Kathy. But anyway. this is why we watch the fireworks from I four on the way home. Exactly. You know, do they? I mean, is Disney part partly to blame for not having a standard that? Look, I think there's only so much Disney can be expected yeah. to well, do. But I mean, um, but like I an mean, informal kind of a. You know, if you're seated and everybody around you is standing, would it make sense if you want to see the fireworks to stand up? Yeah, well, I don't know. They're fireworks. They're even Kevin isn't tall enough to block your view of the fireworks. No. The they're, sky. They're in the sky. <laughs> True. So, honest to God, really, how much are you going to miss? We always. No, it's one thing with a parade. Where that's a ground level. That's right in front of you. That's one thing. But these are fireworks, you idiot. They're in the sky. No one is... I, you could put your kids on your shoulders and put somebody else's kids on their shoulders <laughs> and do that two or three times and it's still not going to block your view of the damn fireworks. But I don't know. The real lesson, guys, is take a look at her mugshot. Wear sunscreen. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I can't, I can't say anything because I'm bad with that. I'm bad with that, but all right, that is going to do it (laughs) for for the news. news. Thank you, John. Before we head over to, uh, we have a bad connection, I think. Um, Ooh, feedback. We're getting some weird. Better Steve has locusts. Um, (laughs) Before we head over to Rapid Fire, we got Steve over in the Magic Kingdom. How are you, Steve? Hold on one second. No, we got no audio from him. Show us up your nose again. Talk, Steve. Nope, can't no, hear him. Steve, Steve. Steve. I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's cut him off and uh, come back to him after rapid fire. Let's see if we can get that fixed. Okay. Um. So, um, we will come back to Steve after rapid fire. But now, John. All right. Um, Rhino alluded to this in his opening we, when he talked about what's going to happen on Dispop. But D23 Expo releases full list of Disney Legend honorees. Um, every year they do their Disney Legend honorees at the D23 convention. Some really big names, some people I didn't know who they were. So I'm only going to sort of define the people who I didn't know who they were. Mm. Carrie Fisher. We all know who Carrie Fisher is. I think it's wonderful. She's not going to be there this year. Just so you know. (laughs) Wonderful. Too soon. (laughs) Wonderful that she's getting honored. Uh, Clyde Jerry Geronimi uh, worked as an animator on Mickey Mouse, Silly Symphony, and Pluto cartoons. Manuel Gonzalez, artist for the Mickey Mouse Sunday paper comic strip for over 40 years. Mark Hamill, also of Star Wars fame. Wayne Johnson, um, a technician and machinist who started at Disney rebuilding attractions from the 64-65 World's Fair. Stanley, as Kevin would say, Stanley Ho, um, from the Marvel Universe. Gary Marshall, uh, famed producer, writer, director. Uh, Isn't Ju- he dead? 
also posthumously awarded yeah. his Legends Award. Julie Tamar, who brought The Lion King to Broadway, mm-hmm. won many, many Emmys for that. And finally, the, the person... T- uh, I, Tonys, baby. What did I say? Emmys. Emmys. Oh. She also did she, Spider-Man. She won a Grammy, an Emmy, and a Tony. She also did Spider-Man. Well, she won an Emmy for something else. She won oh, it for yeah. Lion King. That is true. She won a Tony for... Or she also was the director of Spider-Man. It's in the dark. She Turn out the lights. She doesn't like to mention that. I saw that. And I'm sorry. The one that we have to um, restrain Kevin from <laughs> is Oprah Winfrey. And you get an annual pass, yeah, and I, you get an annual wow. pass. <laughs> I would just pretend you don't know me. <laughs> he's gonna, Oprah! Yeah, as you say, he's just going to run around the expo going, Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. If you find out there's a restraining order, you'll know. <laughs> Oprah, can you hear me? So we will be there hunting down Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for my rapid fire. Okay, thank you, thank you, John, Kevin. Now you alluded this to in the opening, and it's my rapid fire. But right, but they're going to do a review of. They're going to talk about. They went there yesterday and ate. They're going to talk. So about should it. I just get? No, one? no. Oh. Like, you can talk about it. You, you're I, the warm up act. Uh, thank. Oh, that's, oh, I can be the straight man. You're the well, no, no. I can. I'm coming for you, bro. Uh, there's a new restaurant in Disney Springs. It's called the Polite Pig, and it's a barbecue restaurant and other things. And they have 52 different kinds of bourbon. Uh, the Polite Pig is the newest concept. It's based on the restaurants uh, that were in Winter Park. The Ravenous Pig, which we've talked about on this yeah, show before. Cask and Larder and Swine and Sons. It's going to be a menu of smoked and grilled entrees. And sandwiches ranging from brisket and pulled pork to salmon and chicken. A selection of southern sides includes mac and cheese, smoked corn, barbecue cauliflower. That sounds really good. And tomato and watermelon salad. That doesn't. With a sauce bar featuring seven barbecue sauces ranging from hot to sweet. This is going to be in, um, where do they tell me? It's going to be in what section? It's in front of the Lime Garage. Yeah. Town Center. Town, Town? Center. Uh, there's, I have a menu. That looks really good. At first, when I first got it, all I could see was 52 kinds of bourbon, and I thought, I'm going to go hungry. Because that's not a big thing to me. But uh, a brisket melt, fried chicken, half a chicken, pork shoulder. These are in the $14 to $15 category for the entrees. Salmon BLT, a smoked chicken salad, St. Louis rib, but that's a little higher. That's $19. The Southern Pig, pulled pork, applesaw, mustard sauce, Duke's mayo, served with a pickle spear and a market side at a market side for $4. That's a $12 entree. The sides are in the $6 range, except for smoked chicken wings, which jump up to 11 And the appetizer soups and salads are in the 11 to $12 range. I think it sounds really good. I have a feeling it's going to be very, very crowded. This is um, quite the local list of restaurateurs who are opening this up. Yeah. These are almost like local celebrities. And from what I understand, uh, Disney approached them Mm -hmm. to open this. So that's saying something considering what prime real estate Disney Springs is, especially right now. So, Well, I also think these restaurants were very, very popular. The only reason we didn't go to the Ravenous Pig more is because from where we live, it's kind of on the other side. It's a big trip. It's on the other side of the earth. Um, but we enjoyed it. it. It's what I think they would call gastropub food. Mm-hmm. But this is, they're aiming this towards um, barbecue. And what the man said was they thought originally it was going to be 50 employees. It's jumped up into the 80 to 85 
number. And they said, don't worry about us running out of food. They can do 600 pounds of any protein at a time. Jeez. Jeez. So they've got a huge <sighs> capability. So I'm really excited about it. I didn't know you guys went. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah, it was last minute. They just decided yesterday they were going to go do it and thought, okay, let's throw it in the show today. So, all right. Thank you, Kevin. Kathy. Okay. Disney files a patent application for soft robots. So they're not sure what Disney's going to be using them for, but it's going to have like the, they're going to be huggable robots. Is these like blow up dolls? I think no. this is supposed to be a little more refined than that, but Grace think Big Hero 6. So there's two versions right now, the Soft Body 300 and the Soft Body 1000. Aren't these like also me. Terminator models? <laughs> well, Have you learned anything uh, if from you John Connor? If you look at the patent application, uh, part of the patent application actually discusses minimizing guest collisions. Yes. So, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, they've had issues probably with like the Mobile Muppet Lab and some of the other things that they've done where guests may have been like, you know. Looking at their phone. Or other bad things happen. So that this technology is about, you know, creating something soft. So if it does run into a guest or there is that, you know, kind of contact with the guest, it's not. I think the money to be made here is to rent them out during parades and fireworks and let them just run into other guests. And it's like bumper characters. That's right. Obviously. <laughs> Clear my clear my spot, big six or whatever. But they also uh, big six, big six. <laughs> but they also that's a blob doll that you bought. What's that? Oh, but, big six. Um, the other thing that it says in this patent too is well, that there's so many jokes I oh, can't there's tell. There's so many places I can go. There's they're, so many places. They're I can also go. supposed to be for guest interaction. Mm-hmm. So things like you know maybe a huggable character in the park or something that would be a little more inclined to that. So that sounds neat. It's probably cheaper once they get this figured out. To have a bunch of those, then cast members. I mean, you know, then never mind. Have yeah. Mickey work yes, every day. Yeah. Then Mickey's friends helping him. Yes, exactly. It's I don't sort want of to a, spoil the secret. The fifth, the fifth gate will be Westworld. Now, is that what the idea is? <laughs> well, you know what? There was, uh, you know, uh, there was a newspaper. I forgot which one. I think it was the Mail uh, in Britain. That the headline was Disney files patent to create Westworld like uh, robots. <laughs> I doubt that. It's like stop it, yeah. <laughs> stop it. You know, ridiculous. But all right, thank you, Kathy, Julie. Okay, so Disney closes a deal with Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock, to star in a live action version of what was The Jungle Cruise. I love The Rock. I'm sorry. I love I him. Too. Um, Dwayne Johnson is yeah. an amazing human being. He's a great humanitarian. He's a great dad. He seems like and husband. Let's just put it this way. He's on the list, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Corey has a list, too. I'm allowed. I have some good news for you. He's nowhere on my list. (laughs) He's on on my list. (laughs) So the Hollywood Reporter Reporter announced yesterday um, that Johnson had closed the deal to star in Jungle Cruise. Um, It'll be an adaptation of the iconic theme park attraction, and the film will reportedly uh, start production in the spring of 2018. So after I found this for my rapid fire yesterday I follow him on social media Um, particularly Instagram is my favorite because he's really uh, active there so yesterday he surprised a whole bunch of people on the Jungle Cruise Mm -hmm. by being on their boat and like sort of taking over I would have died is this world or land? He was at World. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even in his caption, there's a lady taking a photo of him from behind, and he was like, I think this lady's taking a photo of my butt. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, I'm not kidding. Um, I love him. Me too. 
Um, I enjoy his movies, mm-hmm. uh, and I there's just something authentic about what he does. That he doesn't try to be Olivier. He works really hard to get where he is. The, the transition he had to make from professional wrestler to this was not easy. And you know what? To be taken seriously. He and and he's 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 headlining films. His films make Left money. Left and right. <laughs> I mean. His films make money. And again, he's not trying to pass himself off as you know Olivier. <laughs> we just were watching a show last night, and there was an ad for a music show. And I apologize. I wasn't paying that close attention, but it's a whole thing about um, like a music history show, and it said produced by Dwayne Johnson. So I thought that was surprising. To yeah, he's, he's involved he's, in that also. He's doing a whole bunch of. There's actually a couple of things he's got coming out that he's. Uh, Jumanji's he coming out this year. Produced yep. or directed, and oh, so that just I'm very excited about this. This is you know they're they're basing a movie off of Jungle Cruise. This is not an existing story, so they're kind of creating. A story around this. Um, I'm very, and with him in it, I'm going to go say it. Two oh, words. Yeah. Oh yeah, haunted mansion. No, no. no I don't, I don't think. think so. So. I think they learned the lesson from that. I think I they hope learned so. the lesson. So I hope so. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm sorry. And they had Eddie Murphy. Him when as, Eddie Murphy was hot. We everybody knows. No, he, was, he wasn't. Okay, he guys. Definitely back to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> so <laughs> in Moana, he plays Maui, you know, the demigod, and that is absolutely one of my favorite characters I think that Disney has ever made. And I love when he sings "You're Welcome." It's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful song. So the fact that he did that himself, you know, I'd, I'd like to point out. Craig also likes that. So people who say that Craig doesn't like anything, Craig loves that song. He's singing it all the time. I know all the it's words. annoying. You can't say it at our house without singing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Julie. Rhino. Um, so there's apparently some sort of uh, new lotus flower, uh, flower photo pass opportunity in China Pavilion at Epcot. Um, the uh, Disney Photo Pass service. Um, it's it's similar to the you you you've heard of the uh, the one at Magic Kingdom with Tangled, where they hold the the light up boxes. Um, or I'm sorry, the light up uh, lanterns. Lanterns. Yeah, this one's similar to that. Um, so. Uh, let me see what it says. It says, beginning each evening at 7.30 p.m., weather permitting, obviously, uh, a Disney PhotoPass photographer will be located in the China Pavilion and will offer this special uh, uh, prop, which is like the light-up lotus, um, that you can pose with. Um, and uh, that's... No, God, that's it. This is why not is exciting. This a thing? I don't Sorry. understand why If you don't want to wait in line, just turn your cell phone on and have somebody take your picture. <laughs> oh, well, man. it's weird. I thought it was at Animal Kingdom when I first heard about it because I thought it was the lotus from the uh, the... Rivers of Light, and that you were going to have like the the lotus behind you. So, mm. I, I like I like the nighttime shots though. I I think the tangled yeah. one looks really cool. So I like that they're getting a little more experimental with the shots. So okay. it's, it's whatever. Good. Thank you, Rhino. Craig. Okay. So last week the 2017 holiday party dates were announced for Mickey's not so. Scary Halloween party and Mickey's a very merry Christmas party. Uh, the Halloween party starts extremely early this year. At tomorrow, August twenty. Yeah, <laughs> essentially tomorrow. The day after Easter. Uh, August twenty fifth and then 29th, So two dates in August, wow. and then it runs many, many, many dates all the way through November first. So there will be four months of Mickey's not so scary Halloween party this year. Uh, and then Mickey's Very Merry will turn around very quickly, too, and start November 8th and run all the way up until uh, December 22nd uh, on select nights. And don't have ticket prices 
Here's, right now, but well, it's early. I, I agree. I'll tell you something. The first Halloween party marks the beginning of that season. For oh me. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they wanted to do it tomorrow, I'd be just fine with that. Um, I it usually love that rains time of year. on you guys the first night of the party. I, I love that. Uh, I absolutely love that party. I love both those parties, but I love that time of year. And so there's just this like this great association I have with it. Well, when people say it's like early, I don't think it's early because I, I'm with you. Like, I love Halloween. It's probably my favorite holiday. Um, I love the decorations. I love dressing up. And I, if I do not know what I'm going to be for like the Halloween season, like my costume-wise, by the mid-August, I get really stressed out for about hmm. a month and a half. I'm not a fun person to do it. So I'm like, yeah, they're kicking it off right in the opportune time for me. So I'm excited for it. I think I find that as um, I get older, time moves faster. And I think I look to slow it down. And I think that's part of it. I don't want to celebrate Halloween in August. I just don't. I, it bothers me that Cracker Barrel has their Halloween decorations out the day after Easter. It's just, it moves fast enough. So I guess that's me. Maybe I'm just a cranky old fart. All right. Thank you, Craig. Um, before we go on to our uh, discussion of the polite pig, we're going to head over to an, a, a rude pig. Um <laughs> Steve Porter. Nasty. I'm kidding. Of course. Hey, guys. Um, all right. So now we can hear you, Steve. So you are at the Magic Kingdom. And now tell me again. I know you texted this to me earlier. Um, what are you doing? Okay. So I saw on Instagram. Actually, my fiance showed me on Instagram that out in Disneyland, there's this kind of craze where people are mixing the, stra- the Starbucks strawberry acai Refresher. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. How is that pronounced? Mix- Ace, the ACAI berry. Acai. Acai. I would say Acai. Yeah, me too. Sorry. Uh, so they're mixing that, that strawberry refresher drink with the Dole Whip and making it the Dole Whip float, but with that drink instead of the pineapple juice. Okay, Steve, just and move so- your position. Wherever you are, the light keeps you keep going uh, uh, overexposed, and it's driving me insane. So, okay, there we go. Okay. Um, so I wanted to try it out because it perfectly, we're perfectly capable to do that here. Um, unfortunately, the Dole Whip melted a little bit during rapid fires, but I think it'll still work. So I'm going to flip the camera around and show you guys how I'm going to mix the drink up. Alrighty. Now drop a Mentos in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got the, the Dole Whip float cup here. Did you just ask for that at the counter? Yeah, and they gave it to me. Okay. And then I got this, this strawberry acai drink and the Dole Whip, which is a little melted. I had to put it in this extra cup. Um, but I will actually, I think I'll do the Dole Whip first. Let's see. This is like when you were at daycare and you used to mix the different colored freeze pops together. <laughs> do you have protective eyewear? <laughs> okay. Let's see if I can do this without. Just This seems very weird. But it actually kind of looks good. It does look good. I think I would have kept the ice from going in. Yeah. (laughs) So easy to judge. It's kind of Laverne and Shirley with milk and Pepsi. Next time I definitely will get no ice, that's for sure. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to flip the camera around. Okay. So I got it here. Let me try it. And it does. It's really good. It's like It almost tastes like a passion fruity drink when it's all mixed together. Um, I will obviously next time would have it not as melty, but, um, yeah, it mixes really well. So, so you have to get this, a, you have to get this, uh, Akai or acai, whatever it is, uh, drink from Starbucks and then go get a Dole Whip 
Yeah, so it's kind of an adventure. So if, you, if you've been to Disney World a bunch of times before and want to try something new and have the time to do it, uh, you can try this out. It is kind of expensive though because the Dole Whip is, I think, uh, $4.49 and the Starbucks drink was $4.29. So combined, it is an expensive treat. Um, but it's, I mean, if you've done, if you tried a lot of things, treats at Disney World before and you want to try something new, here's a new one. That's great. Well, thank you for that uh, tip, Steve. Enjoy the rest of your day at the Magic Kingdom. All right. And maybe one day, maybe one day you'll be back in the studio for a show. Maybe we'll let you back in at some point. (laughs) Okay. All right. Take care, Steve. All right. See you guys. All right. Uh, Finally, wrapping up our show, we want to talk about the Polite Pig. Uh, The guys had a chance, kind of last minute. Uh, Rhino, Craig, Charles, and Steve Porter had uh, headed over there uh, yesterday to check out the new the new restaurant and I'm going to throw it over to you Craig and let you tell us what you thought. Okay, yeah, so as Kevin uh introduced much earlier in his rapid fire, uh the Polite Pig is in Town Center at Disney Springs and it is being touted as modern barbecue as well as taps. Um and so it's very easy to find if you're heading over to Disney Springs because I believe, as Rhino said, you literally come right down the escalator of the Lime Garage, and it is directly on your right. So if you park there, it will be the first thing yeah. you hit. Um, before which, that bakery. Yeah, it's, it's even before all that. It is it's like where the fountain is right in front of the garage, would, right on the yeah, right. Probably six steps away from the escalator. Uh, so I think it will be very, very popular because it's the first thing that people are going to see. Uh, it, it should also be popular just based on the actual whole entire experience there. So uh, it's the interior of the restaurant's really beautiful. It's kind of a mix of. Um, like just white calming colors as you first come in the door and then it gets a little bit more uh you know concrete wooden uh more rustic industrial industrial yeah Yeah, that's a good word to describe as you go in uh to the actual seating area there are two different ways to have a meal experience here so a lot of people have noticed that it is actually considered a table service on the disney dining plan that is not correct jackie jackie sent out an email this morning because there's been a lot of confusion about it. Uh, she got a hold of some people at Disney who confirmed mm. that it is on the dining plan and it is considered a quick service. Okay, good. 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 <laughs> so we, I wanted to make sure we got that in well, today. So. And I think the confusion might come in because the two options are you can walk into the restaurant and you can order everything right from the counter, uh, your entire meal, and then they'll give you a pager like at Be Our Guest or any of these other new kind of fast casual places that deliver food right to your table uh and you have that method or you can walk in uh you can literally choose anywhere to sit down that you want you can stop at the counter and get a drink first or the bar and get a drink then sit down and they actually have servers all around the restaurant that are constantly just circling around you'll have a server for your section and uh they will take care of everything that you want so um, if if you order like let's say you order one of the sandwiches and you sit down and then you're you're thinking about it more and more and you're like oh, i really want to try one of these sides the server will come up oh is there anything else i can get you can say, oh you know what can i get a side of the uh the brussels sprouts and they'll go come back bring you the receipt with the card and you like just like yeah. a normal restaurant so it's really cool yeah and like we know we are going to be there for a while taking photos videos of it so uh, we didn't order dessert right away 
didn't want it to warm up. Uh, and so we utilized our server later in the meal. So, uh, of course, because you do have a server for that portion, it's polite to tip them um, because they are going around and helping because you you're out a polite pig yeah i was about to say yes. so you were the actual polite pig <laughs> we can <laughs> all so be funny. polite pigs can't we um <laughs> but yeah so it's it's kind of interesting with how that works that you have uh double the options uh but let's talk about the actual food itself mm-hmm. um this is some honestly some of the best barbecue i've actually had in florida uh a lot of people go crazy over Four Rivers, uh, because that's that's the number one chain around here that's been blowing up. My problem with Four Rivers is the meats aren't that high quality. It's not my favorite, but their sauces are absolutely amazing, as, as well as their sides. Uh, you go there for the sides. This, the meat is just incredible. So Steve had the uh, brisket melt which had caramelized onions on top of it uh, and then pickled vegetables. And he chose to get the side of mac and cheese. Surprise, and, surprise. Um, yeah, he had nothing but uh, raves to say about the sandwich itself, uh, even though it's more complicated than what he usually Is the sandwich uh, really big or is the side really small? Because it looks huge. The side is very small. The mac and cheese was... Yeah, like a little... I would say a little bit bigger than a ketchup ramekin. Like a, mm. it's, a por- yeah, it's like a portion ramekin, yeah. yeah. The, the mac and cheese was small. The sandwich was, I, I mean, for $12 for that sandwich, a little bit on the steep side, but the portion size, I think, was very fair compared to other sandwiches. I had the brisket uh, meal, which was $16, and that came with two slabs of coffee-rubbed brisket, uh, a side of Texas toast that sucked. Um, but then I chose to get the barbecue cauliflower as my side and the brisket was just melted in my mouth. It the coffee rub on it was absolutely flavorful. It was wonderful. The, the cauliflower was my favorite of all the sides that we had. Uh, That's the was, one that entices me. Yeah, it was really good. Mm, it's, good. I love cauliflower by itself, but the barbecue char on it just, it, it made it burst. I absolutely loved every bit of it. What was Rhino, the little cup? What's that? What was the little cup coleslaw? Oh uh, yeah, then it was a it was a tangy slaw though, so it wasn't it wasn't a straight up like vinegar slaw or a mayo based slaw. It kind of had a sweetness to it too. Like I don't know if there's some fruit juice or something in it, but that's typical uh, of a southern it slaw, nice. isn't it? Yes, With they're barbecue, usually sweet. A sweet slaw. Well, there you go. I did not know that. But Rhino, why don't you talk for a while? Um, Okay, I don't remember. Okay, the name. well, Charles <laughs> so, got Charles Charles got the pork shoulder meal yeah. uh, along with the potato <laughs> salad. It. Yeah, that, that, I had a bite of that potato salad. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Now he said this potato salad. They were like the small baby potatoes cut in half. Yeah, the little like golden ones, and it was done with like a, a smoke flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely was, and it um, there was a little like these little tiny pieces of cheese in there. It didn't. Today there was cheese in it, but I felt I felt like it was a blue cheese or gorgonzola or something. It is mustard smoked potato salad with kale. Yeah, oh, kale. Their menu actually doesn't even go along and tell everything that's in it because, like the uh, the cauliflower says it just is served with paprika sour cream, but there was like this nut or uh, a, and a seed on top of it too, like a little. You might want to ask was... when you're ordering if there are allergies. Yes, I mm. absolutely would, but. Charles raved about the pork shoulder too, and Rhino. I remember this one. Yeah, so I got the salmon BLT because everybody was getting the pork and uh, the uh, the beef and stuff. So I I wanted to try the thing that wasn't those things. So um, 
I thought the salmon BLT seemed interesting because it was salmon. It was a, like a bacon jam. There was a, t- a roasted tomato in there and um, lettuce and then some aioli. Um, and then I did the uh, crispy Brussels sprouts for my side. Um, and those were really, really good. Um, I, what I did is I got all the seven sauces and lined it up and used the uh, Brussels sprouts to dip those in the sauces to try them all. Just so you know, the sandwich is $15 and the side is 4 This makes this a $19 meal. Yeah, so the the side is 4 it, it, the, the the All the sides are $4 if you're getting a meal. They're $6 by themselves. Um, the salmon in this, inside of this sandwich was uh, a, a exceptional. It was, it was very well cooked. It was very flavorful. Um, the bacon jam was really good. Uh, it it kind of all came together really well. Everything was very fresh, um, which you know this the, the the server was telling us this is this is an all they it's all local. Every single thing that they use to make in this restaurant is all locally sourced things. It's all um, in. Uh, in the original photo we showed of the restaurant too, because we were sitting up against it, it's the kitchen, so it's kind of like an open kitchen, but it's enclosed um, where it's all uh, glass, so you can see them preparing all the meals and everything like that. Um, and it was just, it was really cool. So yeah, uh, no, the the food was all outstanding. You could tell it was fresh, um, definitely superior. And when, if you add a side onto all the sandwiches. Um, it does take them close to the twenty dollar mark, but basically every entree here is somewhere between uh, between about fourteen and nineteen dollars. So yeah. I think it's very uh, fair price for the quality. You know, keep in mind that you know on average when we're looking at quick service, whether it's a food court or quick service in the parks, generally speaking, your price points are going to be between twelve and seventeen, eighteen dollars yeah. per person. Yeah. So this is on the high end of that, to be sure, but it sounds to me like it's a quality oh, level yeah. oh. far above what you're getting this is at most food courts and quick service locations in the parks. Above yeah. and beyond. Yeah, that's what that's what we were saying is that it, it's not it's we paid the same amount for a meal at uh, Deluxe Burger, and that's also excellent. But this is just it's I feel like it's, it's a more value. of a culinary experience yeah. too. So um, and they have seven different types of hot sauce, and we tried them all. Uh, and they really do base. I know Kevin said they go from sweet to to fiery, and uh, they were all unique and different. It wasn't like it was all of the same one balanced next to it. You and could, of course, Fresno hot sauce is Tom Bell's stripper name. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's so, what I said in the video. I that, said, that, oh. that, "I'm very happy." Are you, do you not cut to me at all anymore? <laughs> I, I when like I'm to talking, laugh at you. Um, uh, you know, it's it's good to see that his his work in the strip club is being honored um, there at uh, the Polite Pig. That's yeah. awesome. So for dessert, uh, they have either a choice of key lime pie or orange blossom honey cake for seven dollars. I'll guess that's the cake. That is the orange blossom honey cake, and this is my new favorite dessert. I think on property. Really? Um, it's you got. Just so much was there. It was dense, but moist. Uh, every bite, it kind of went back and forth. You would t- you would have like a big burst of orange. Look at Rhino shaking his head at the M word. He knows it's true, though. It's decadent. Girl, um, you know it's true. Decadent is fine. The, then you would get these little bits right of in honey ears. in there. I have the I have the microphone, and I get moist. <laughs> I don't even drive it insane even worse when it's said like on. that. I could have eaten this whole thing by myself. We devoured it. He tried. And Rhino licked the paper. It I was did. that good. Really? Um, yeah. I think, you know, I love the moonshine cake that we had at Art Smith's, and 
I think this was actually better. You know what? And on that note, too, I, I said this in the video, is that I think, you know, Art Smith's Homecoming is touted as, like, the Florida meal or the Southern charm, whatever. Yeah. But this... To me, is like somewhere I would tell people is a great example of the type of meal you'd have if you went out in downtown Orlando or like Winter Park. It's a better representation of, I don't want to say food revolution that they're going through right I, now. I mean, but I, ha- I haven't been to this place, but I can't imagine you can really compare the two restaurants. They seem very different. Yeah, they are, they yeah, are yeah, very no, no, different, no, no. But, but both do embody uh, Florida in a sense with the, the types of foods that they're kind of creating and the actually using locally sourced food. Um, so I, I understand it from that point. But overall, I think the restaurant's beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of seating. Uh, my favorite part, actually, is uh, the bar area. You can sit and have your full meal there. They have an inside one, but then you can also see right outside into the patio area. The only strange thing is uh, they serve literally everything on tap. Including, like, I, mean, I know wine on tap is a bigger thing now, but all their mixed drinks are on tap too. And like an old fashioned or yeah. a gin and tonic, they just pull the. It's not yeah, like Charles was mentioning that. I, I was surprised. Yeah, and I've seen like Captain Morgan's ones at concerts and stuff, but never like an old fashioned on tap. Like I don't like my old fashions overly sweet, so I I was too afraid to try it. They serve the cask and larder beer that's brewed in Winter Park there. Uh, that was part of that restaurant. Um, which is good. I've had it before, so I didn't get it yesterday. I enjoy it, but I will be back to Polite Pig very, very soon. So it seems like all four of you really gave this high marks. So Absolutely. And I know you've got a vlog going up. uh, It was released this morning. It's already there. YouTube.com slash Diz Unplugged. You can check out their vlog. And that is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good week.